everyone, and welcome to Focus Forward, an executive function podcast where we explore the challenges and celebrate the wins you'll experience as you change your life through working on improving your executive function skills. I'm your host, Hannah Choi. Today, I'm diving into the topic of habit tracking. In my episode about managing our emotions around failure, I talked a little bit about thinking like a scientist. Well, habit tracking is an excellent way to put this idea into action. By the way, this episode is packed full of habit tracking ideas and suggestions, so you might want to pause me and grab a pen and paper to write down anything that inspires you. Oh, wait. Okay, so what is habit tracking? You may have heard of it already, but just in case you haven't yet, habit tracking is a practice of choosing the habits that you'd like to add to or remove from your life, and then keeping track of whether you do them or not. In today's episode, I'll share five ways that habit tracking can be beneficial, and then I'll explain five different methods of tracking your habits. Before I get started, I want to mention that habit tracking is just one way to support yourself while you're trying to build or break habits. In a future episode, I'll cover some more ideas for making habit building a little easier. If you're too excited to wait for that episode, check out the show notes for this episode. I've listed some useful resources in there for you. Okay, so let's talk about habit tracking and why we might want to do it. So you can use habit tracking to see your progress. Uh, Collecting data over a period of time, even a week, can be helpful. But hopefully you can do it for longer. And then over time, you might start to see change happening. And this can be super helpful. And along with seeing progress, you might also notice trends in your data. You can then adjust how you approach that habit. Uh, For example, a few years ago, I wanted to reduce my sugar intake because of some health stuff I was dealing with, so I used a habit tracker. I noticed that I always seemed to eat sweets on Saturdays. No matter how hard I tried not to, I just always ended up eating them on Saturdays. So instead of beating myself up about it, I just said, okay, let's just eat a little sugar on Saturdays and see about eliminating it on the other days. And this really made a huge difference for me. I stopped feeling bad about eating sweets on Saturdays, and interestingly, looking forward to eating sweets on that day actually helped me eat less during the week. I think an overlooked but really important part of habit tracking is figuring out what habits aren't actually all that important to you in whatever season of life you're in. And I often talk with my clients about the power of the shoulds, you know, the things that we feel like we should do. So sometimes uh, we might decide to track a habit that is something that we feel like we should do. Um, I recently read an article about uh, how great green smoothies are for you, right? You know what they are, tons of leafy greens and some kind of citrus or a banana all blended up. And I thought, all right, okay, I should add a green smoothie to my morning routine. Yeah, I just couldn't make it stick. It's cool, whatever, so I don't start my day with a green smoothie. I do start it with a chocolate, banana, peanut butter one, though. So anyway, if we repeatedly do not do the new habit, perhaps it's not the right time to introduce it into our lives. Again, this idea of failure being informative comes up. Failing to do these habits gives us a lot of info. So ask yourself, why aren't you doing them? Are they truly important to you? Okay, next up, motivation. Habit trackers can be highly motivating for some people. 
Personally, I only find them really useful for the data that they provide. In fact, this data is what motivates me to actually remember to track them in the first place. But my teenage daughter loves doing the thing so she can fill out the box in her pretty hand-drawn habit tracker that she has in her bullet journal. If you're like, Hannah, what's a bullet journal? Just hold on a sec and I'll explain them in a bit. Okay, next up. Sometimes we need to build in a new habit because of a health reason, a change in diet, like maybe we need to cut out morning coffee, or maybe we've started taking new meds or doing exercises for physical therapy. We might want to use a habit tracker to reinforce the addition of these new things into our lives. We may even be feeling a little stressed about these new required habits. So a tracker might help us remember to do them which in turn will ease some of that stress. Okay, so hopefully I've convinced you of all the great reasons to track some habits, and now we have to figure out the best way to do it. Keep in mind that everything I recommend today can be modified to you know, fit your own needs. I always encourage my coaching clients to take the tools that I teach them and then tweak them until they work for their situation. If you're not sure which one to use, just try the one that kind of resonates with the most with you and then approach it like an experiment. It might not work well for you at first, and that's totally okay, right? Just see what part of it is working for you and what part isn't, and then change it up to suit your needs. All right, so tracking tools. First up is that bullet journal that I mentioned earlier. The idea of bullet journaling was created by a guy called Ryder Carroll. And a bullet journal is simply a planner that you create to fit your own needs. And this customizable aspect of it is actually what I really love about them. Mine, it's very simple. It's just a plain notebook. I've got a few things in it, mostly just my weekly calendar and a meal planning page. My daughter, on the other hand, has a bullet journal, and it's truly a work of art. She has her weekly calendar and an exercise tracker. She's got book lists and gratitude practice and a habit tracker. So you can easily add a habit tracker to your bullet journal, just like she did. If I went more into detail with how to use a bullet journal and how to track habits within one, I'd keep you here all day, and that's not what any of us wants. So be sure to check out the show notes for more bullet journal resources. And if you don't use a bullet journal already, I highly recommend checking them out. I've had a few clients that have had a lot of success using them. Okay, next on my list is spreadsheets. My sister Julia is the queen of tracking things with a spreadsheet. I envy the data that she's collected over the years. Well, I say that I envy it, but I don't actually envy it so much that I'm actually going to start using spreadsheets, but if spreadsheets are your thing, you can build one that tracks your habits or anything you want to collect data on. All right, Fitbits and other smartwatches. Fitbits can track your steps and other habits like exercise or how much water you drink, and there are apps that you can add to your Apple or your Android watch. Um, You can check out the show notes for some suggestions for apps. I personally don't wear a watch, um, but I know that for the people that do, they really love them. There are a ton of apps out there for both iPhones and Android phones that can make habit tracking easier. Something that I really like about the apps is that they have built-in notifications, and you can modify them as needed. And I personally found the notifications super helpful to get me to do the actual habit. 
And if you are a parent, you might be familiar with the strategy of sticker charts. You know, grown-ups can use them too. <laughs> I actually use a sticker chart when I'm training for a half marathon. I got this idea from my other sister, Maria. So I print out the training plan I'm going to use, and then I put a sticker in each box after I complete that day's training challenge. And usually just covering the chart with stickers is rewarding enough for me, but sometimes I'll build like a small prize or reward into it for a little extra motivation. Talking about sticker charts reminds me of when my kids were little, and I always felt like I needed a sticker chart to help me remember to use my kids' sticker charts. Anybody relate to that feeling? So this actually brings up a good point. It's all well and good to have this idea of tracking habits, right? Yeah, let's track them. But how can you actually remember to track them, especially when you're first starting out? So to help yourself, you basically just have to really support yourself. You have to build like a really strong scaffold. To do this, you could set reminders on your phone. You could use the notification feature in the habit tracking app. You could put sticky notes around that remind you to track the thing. For example, if you're tracking how much water you drink, you could put a note right on your water bottle. Or if you're tracking exercise, you could put a sign up in the area of your home where you exercise, or you could stick it in, you know, with your stuff that you put in your gym bag. There's a million ways to do it, so get creative and see what works for you. It might take a bit for the habit of tracking habits to stick, but with good support, hopefully you'll find success. And like I've said before, and I'll say again and again, change takes time. And learning how to look for small wins can really help keep you motivated through this challenge of making change. And habit tracking is a great way to look for these wins. In fact, if you're just starting out with habit tracking, I encourage you to pick only one or two habits at first. Diving in and optimistically picking a whole bunch might be exciting and promising and a little bit crazy, but it's likely that it'll end up feeling like there are just too many habits to track and you're a lot less likely to be successful with those new habits. So just pick a couple that you think are realistic, you know, realistic to add to your life right now and give it a shot. And as we know, habits can take a very long time to form or break. I think I read a study that said it takes on average 66 days. So like I said earlier, having a record of your progress over time can help support that habit as you're building or breaking it. If you're working with a coach, you can ask them to support you as you track your progress. Maybe have them check in with you at the beginning of each session or during the week. Are you using the habit tracker that you chose? And if not, why? Maybe have a conversation with your coach to figure that out. And no worries if you don't have a coach. Try enlisting a friend or another trusted person. Share your new habit tracking experiment with them and ask them to hold you accountable. Maybe you guys could even track something together. My family loves creating Fitbit contests with the other people in my extended family who wear Fitbits as well. You could create family sticker charts for family goals, or you could hold yourself accountable by creating text chat groups of like-minded people who are also trying to reach goals. So that's it for today. Wow, who knew there was so much to say about habit tracking? I'd actually taken a break from tracking my own habits, but in writing this episode, I found a renewed zest for tracking habits, so I'm back on the wagon. I'm so glad you're here and you took time out of your day to listen. I really hope that you found something useful in this episode. 
Before I go, I wanted to share some listener feedback about my episode on failure. In that episode, I mentioned the commitments or goals that executive function coaching clients make after each session. And Neil, one of our coaches, suggested that instead of saying they were commitments or goals we coaches give to our clients, perhaps I could have said they were commitments and goals made with our clients. I love that this small change in prepositions makes such a huge difference in meaning. Thank you, Neil, for making this suggestion. And I completely agree. If you've subscribed to the podcast, you'll be getting an email with some resources related to today's episode on habit tracking. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so at our website, www.beyondbooksmart.com slash podcast. And we send out an email after every episode with links to resources and tools that we mention. Thanks for listening.